Thursday, February 23rd, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Barker, and from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Maker. Gentlemen, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Um, we're going to do our business version of the Academy Awards because the uh, the Oscars are this weekend, but I, I just want to start quickly with an email. You can always drop us an email, radio at fool.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, email came in today. I'm driving down the interstate right now and just finished Tuesday's edition of Market Foolery. You guys have to start giving Joe Mager his own weekly segment between his story of his trip to wine country and popping the question to his dish <laughs> to his dish solution of just getting a maid. He keeps me laughing. Thanks for making the podcast that's not just stuffy financial blather, but real information and discussion and down to earth. Also, please keep the outtakes coming at the end of the podcast. Uh, that's from Jonathan Sanders in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, I heard you've cut back on the outtakes. Well, you know, again, I have to give all credit to the outtakes. Go to Mac Greer, our producer. That was his innovation. And Mac, you know, here's the thing about the outtakes. Mac doesn't just put an outtake every time. There's there's no predicting when they're going to happen. If they happen, they happen. It's Mac is very selective. Quality is job one. Quality. There you go. Quality is job one. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, if, if you caught Motley Fool Money last week, our guest was Nell Minow. Uh, we talked about the Academy Awards, but we, we also had Nell, who's a corporate governance expert, uh, give out some, some business awards as well and figured, um, uh, frankly, since uh, we, di- we didn't want to talk about what was going on in the stock market today, we would do the same thing here as well. So uh, we've got a few categories here. And Bill Barker, uh, I'll start with you. Best CEO. If you're handing out an award for best CEO over the last year, who are you giving it to? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about this before, as we talked about even you know more irrelevant things before the, the broadcast. <laughs> we but did. One of them was whether I was allowed to include Tim Cook in the supporting actor category. Right. We're or not. Get, I wondered about this too. We're, so, we're going to get. So I'm giving him one or the other. It's just the, the Academy has to decide w- what he belongs in, and and you're the Academy. Well, where do you today. think he made his bigger mark? I think that he was billed as a supporting actor for most of the year. For most of 2011. Most, he was not above, you know, the... the Steve Jobs. Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs was More above Obi-Wan. the title, right? I mean, Less regardless here. of whether he had as many lines during the year <laughs> as Tim Cook, he got top billing. Right. And, and you know, Tim Cook uh, in the supporting actor role, I, I think, was, you know, stellar. So, right. so we'll, I'll, I'll let you go with him for supporting actor, but let's stick with best CEO. All right. Best CEO, I'm going to go with a, a, a less well-known, uh, and, and that is uh, James Wright from uh, Tractor Supply Company. This is something that we own uh, and have owned for a long time in uh, Motley Fool Asset Management Funds. And it's not a company that gets as much attention. Wait a minute. Is the, is the name of the company is Tractor Supply Company? Tractor Supply Company. Okay. One of the top performing companies. <laughs> They're in cloud computing. In, the, <laughs> in, in this uh, market over the last uh, name your time period. Okay. One, three, five, ten years, whatever it is, uh, they've been one of the best performing stocks and have not gotten the same sort of attention as your Lululemons or Chipotle's or Apple's for that matter, but uh, it's it's on the short list, and uh, a lot of credit for that goes to uh, to Mr. Wright, uh, who again had a great year last year in a, in a year where most companies did not return fifty uh, percent to their shareholders. 
How long has that company been around? Because I, I, I don't dispute anything you just said about the company and about his performance as CEO. 1938. But it's, but it's, it's one Grew of Grew up in the Depression. It's one of the more straightforward uh, named companies I've ever heard of. Yeah. Well, Tractor Supply Company. And, and it's because, you know, a city boy like yourself wouldn't <laughs> uh, ever have visited one of their fine outlets and, and uh, helped himself to uh, the supplies that go with living out there, as, as they uh, advertise it. And uh, it's a lot of uh, horse, uh, you know, and animal feed and, and uh, materials well beyond tractors for maintaining the kind of sort of exurb uh, you know, lifestyle that uh, more and more people are enjoying, thanks to Tractor Supply. All right, and Mr. Wright, who's your best CEO of 2011? Well, I'm going to go in a very different direction. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jeff Bezos. Uh, Amazon stock has had a rough ride over the last year, but I think that they have done a lot of great things to position the business very well for the long term. In addition to all the stuff they've done before, but the Kindle's been a big hit, and I think that push into the Kindle Fire was a big success. I think they're going to try some things and fail, but ultimately focusing on trying to get hooked or getting consumers hooked into their shop in their shopping ecosystem, uh, both with mobile, with Kindle, is going to be a very big winner for them over the long haul. I also think Amazon Web Services is something that we're not giving a lot of attention to right now, but that that's going to be a real big incremental driver of sales and profits down the road. And I love that Bezos is so focused on the long term and perfectly willing to sacrifice short-term results for better long-term ones. I, I don't know why you'd say that it's that much of a departure from what I mentioned. Tractor Supply has got a website. <laughs> they, they sell, you know, Stuff. chainsaws and, and tractors and lawnmowers and, you know, large animals. Is it fair to say the Tractor Supply Company is the Amazon.com of Tractor Supplies? Of Tractor Supplies, yeah, yeah. Um, best supporting actor, or, or in this case, I guess, sort of best executive in a supporting role, Bill, you're going with uh, Tim Cook? I've already, yeah, put poor uh, Tim Cook, who had uh, a very, very hard act to follow, of course, um, in, in Steve Jobs. And the company has continued to do phenomenally, and that's largely because he, he wasn't just in the background. He, he was, as you mentioned, uh, one of the leaders and, and had, had been in the CEO role uh, in, on an interim basis before. And so the, the company is the uh, you know largest... Uh, capitalized company now, and it has uh, achieved that uh, and, and sort of solidified that under Cook. And you know, there's a, there's a lot left to see in, in how things go under his leadership. But so far, it's a great start. Um, you mentioned uh, that he had a tough act to follow, and we were talking before we started taping about. Well, we were talking about James Bond and just mostly the whole, <laughs> James Bond and Batman. But basically, just the whole notion that you know, if if you're Roger Moore. That's a tough act to follow. To follow Sean Connery, that's a tough act. And I think you're right. In business, following Steve Jobs, that's a really tough act. And we talked the other day, Joe, about Bill Weldon finally stepping down as CEO of Johnson & Johnson. He's more like the Timothy Dalton. I was going to say, that is not a tough act. For the next CEO of Johnson & Johnson, Bill Weldon has a 10-year track record. That's, that's frankly, a pretty easy act to follow. I thought Timothy Dalton was pretty solid. You know, I mean, not that people remember him all that that much because he didn't stick around that long, but he was no George Lazenby. He was, wow. <laughs> yeah, but again, they they all kind of pale in comparison to Sean Connery. Uh, Joe, best uh, supporting executive in business in 2011. Who are you going with? I would agree with Tim Cook, but I'll go because I don't want to choose the same guy. Amit Singhal from Google, who is someone that no one has heard of, 
but he has been running the search algorithm at Google for about a decade now. He is basically the guy who makes your search results good, and he's done a lot of outstanding work in terms of polishing results, which has made Google search so much better and obviously earned them a lot of share and money over the years. So a lot of this is stuff that you don't see, but it's very subtle. So last year they tested about 20,000 different angles on search, and at any given point in time they'll have thousands running at once, and they're just testing these things to fine-tune and improve your user experience, which makes money for them and does a better job for you. Is, is he or is he not the guy who allows Google to know everything about us that, you know, is now more and more terrifying people? I think you can ultimately thank Larry Page for that one. But I do, I don't know, I think this guy has done a lot of good and I think it's been very helpful. And, you know, there are a lot of things that I think we take for granted for search now. We forget how bad search was 10 years ago, five years ago, and you couldn't find anything. And you'd run into issues. You're with saying like, with Lycos and web crawler, it was not quite the back same. Back in the Northern Lights. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, for example, you're looking for a plumber, right, and you live in D.C., and you type something like that in, and you get search results from someone in Los Angeles, that's not very helpful. Uh, But an innovation that Google brought along was using where you're at physically, your IP address, to better figure out and tailor search results to stuff that's actually interesting and relevant to you. And, you know, we take that for granted now, but those have been big steps forward to improve our lives. All right. Every year with the Academy Award, there are snubs. Um, either at the event where someone feels it feels like, wow, this person was favored to win and they didn't. Um, it usually happens more often in the nomination process where, you know, the people are being talked up and in the acting categories, they're only picking five people and, and someone ends up getting snubbed. So in the business world, I'm just curious who you think has been snubbed in this sense. It could be an investor. It could be a business leader. It could be a company that you just sort of feel like, wow, they're, they're doing they, – they had a great 2011 – and really didn't get much credit at all. And no, Bill, you can't double dip on on tractor supply company. I'm not going to. I was thinking <laughs> the, Apple the question. I was trying to figure out whether I could, uh, you know, fit this answer into that. And and I am going to say uh, that this is not somebody who had a great 2011. This, uh, but but who has been snubbed, in, and that is uh, Bruce Berkowitz from uh, Fairholme mm. Funds, who yep. had a terrible. 2011, and uh, after being Morningstar's uh, investor of the decade, uh, and uh, I think a lot of people jumped ship, and a lot of people, as they do in investing, unfortunately, is look at the recent results and project those out into the future. His long-term results have been phenomenal. His 2011 results uh, were poor, very poor, uh, but the you know as often is the case, the reversion to mean. The fund has done very, very well this year so far, as the things that were out of favor have have regained favor. And uh, walking with their pocketbooks, uh, a lot of people have snubbed that fund, and I think uh, they'll end up regretting it. Yeah, what amuses me with Berkowitz is how quickly the base of investors and fans that he had, who were self-described contrarians, (laughs) abandoned the guy after a time where he had such a phenomenal run. Eventually, to Bill's point, you're going to have a comeback on that, especially when you take big concentrated bets like he does. And, you know, when that happened and he finally had a pullback, everyone bailed and, oh, he's lost it and think by the end of the year, he'll have reclaimed a lot of that lost AUM. But, of course, people put that money in back after the gains. Uh, what about you, Joe? What's a what's a snub from the business world of 2011? I think GM got snubbed pretty hard this year. Uh, sales were up about 11%, another solid, profitable year out of them. And this is at a time where North American light vehicle sales are still way below historical trends. 
I think you're going to see a spring back in demand at some point because cars are the kind of thing that you can only stretch the use of an automobile for so long before it becomes uneconomic to keep driving that sucker. Uh, The average U.S. car is now almost 11 years old. And while it's true that cars should be running longer because they're better made than they used to be, a big part of that just has to do with people deferring that purchase. And ultimately, when that comes back, I think you're going to see a lot more money flowing back into GM's coffers. And ultimately, you're paying six, seven times earnings right now for a business that's operating off, I don't want to say trough earnings, but below trend earnings. And that's a very reasonable price to pay. Everyone still hates this stock. Let's wrap up. One prediction for the Oscars this year. Let's go back to the Academy Awards themselves. Bill Barker, one prediction for the Oscars. Uh, My prediction for the Oscars is that people will fall all over themselves after it's over praising uh, Billy Crystal for rescuing the Oscars, uh, regardless of how good a job. And I expect that it'll do a good job. But I think the reviews will just be so over the top on how great it is to have him back and how, you know, the Oscars have been in the wilderness, especially last year. It, this is the nice thing about having an easy act to follow, yeah. <laughs> which which he does, and which you know, um, as we said, some of the the uh, actors who have, have filled the Batman role have also had easy acts to follow. And right. this is the key to life for everybody out there: is find easy acts to follow because you know makes it so much easier. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> key to life. Key, key to, to life. life. Key to life. <laughs> easy Low action. expectations, and then you know it's it's uh, you get the huge praise. Joe, prediction for the Oscars? The artist takes home Best Picture. No one had heard of this film until a couple months ago. I saw it this past weekend. Amazing, amazing. Uh, It's very innovative, very different, very funny, uh, really just an amazing piece of film, and considering that there was no speaking for the first, up until I think about two minutes, ten seconds before the end of the film. Uh, Just great. Highly recommend it. And I think it's the kind of thing that, a lot of voters could go for it because it's a little offbeat and it's definitely something different. Have you seen the artist, Bill? I haven't, I haven't seen anything that's been nominated. I, I'm ashamed to say. Uh, i always try to cram in a few movies right before the Oscars. Uh, we might get to this weekend, but I, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I will just share two predictions from Nell Minow. This was not part of the interview. We were just chatting uh, after I interviewed her. She said the, the two locks for the Academy Awards – Christopher Plummer is a lock to win Best Supporting Actor, and Rango is a lock to win Best Animated Film. So there you go. So to the extent that anyone listening is actually in a betting pool, there you go. You're welcome. All in on Rango. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to mention, uh, once again, uh, we have a college student investing event here at Fool HQ in Alexandria, Virginia. It's March 2nd. If you're interested in investing, uh, possibly working at The Motley Fool, uh, this is an afternoon event. It's a roundtable uh, with some of our analysts and advisors, including Joe Maker. Uh, food, drink, uh, it's a free event. It's March 2nd here at The Motley Fool headquarters. Uh, you can sign up at culture.fool.com. Just sign up online. That's culture.fool.com. If you're a college student or you know a college student in the D.C. area, we'd love to see you. Bill Barker, Joe Maker, guys, have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We will see you on Monday.
I, I got a question. Okay. And it comes from one of our discussions during the, and it was Batman and James Bond, which we had spent some time talking about. And yeah. who do you like in that one? Like well, in a fight? Yeah, yeah. No, you got to go with Batman. Why? He doesn't. Well, have I think a gun. he's got more. He doesn't have a gun. I think he's got better hand-to-hand combat skills. He doesn't have those like bracelets that Wonder Woman has. He doesn't have a gun. Is my point. Bond always gets those gadgets at the beginning of the movie from Q, right? So yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got. I mean, they both have gadgets. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying you don't have to go with Batman. I mean, if you put them fifty feet apart, I'll go with the guy with the gun. But <laughs> you know, if you put them locked into a cage, I'm going with Batman. Yeah. What do you think? I'd l- I like the gun, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, it's <laughs> it's a very a persuasive weapon. thing. You know, Indiana Jones could take out a lot of people with that gun. I mean, Indiana Jones versus Batman. I might like Indiana Jones. Nah. Well, the whip. He's That's Again, dangerous. he's got the gun. It's like a 1930s gun, so it's not that good. Yeah, it's but, not that tough. Yeah, it's not like James Bond's gun. 